Master Skywalker, there are too many- Swear words. What are we going to do? <laughs> Terrific. This show contains some adult language and may not be suitable for younglings. Hello there. He's no good to me dead. We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello, and thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. My name is Pat. Don't call me Padawan Collins. And hello there. It's uh, Andy, the mayor of Alderaan. And I'm Ryan, his royal sickness himself, Sherman House. I had a joke there, but I'm not going <laughs> to say it. I'm going to save it for another time. Uh, what's on the council docket today, guys? Well, just just give me, let me. <clears throat> yeah. Do you homework this week? Let me see what you got. What you got? I did. I did. I got something. Andrew, Andrew, you go first. You go first. You had a really good one. Uh, I have notes. Oh, you have notes, but they're not about any Star Wars news. Yeah, that, that looks like a grocery list you just held up to the camera. I I don't recall us talking about eggs and butter and. Oh, uh, have you guys heard about this um this this show called um, The Mandalorian? Apparently that's that's big in the in the news right now. Baby Yoda. Who does it doesn't Vincent Chase play uh the Mandalorian? Yeah, I think so. No. That is incorrect. May God have mercy on your soul. I didn't I didn't I didn't do my homework, but I would have cast Vincent Chase. Well, you know what? Lucky for you guys, I set us up with a bangarang interview. Oh hey, you guys, no homework this week. Guys, no homework this week. Surprise. I'm a nice teacher today. It's Friday. We get to watch a movie. Um, but mostly, we have an interview lined up with the incredible Ben Acker. Uh, he was kind enough to uh, spare a few moments of his time, so we're going to jump in with him. Uh, hey, what what the heck? Let's do it now. Come on in, Ben. Just kidding. Here it is. Here it is, really, though. Today... We have the pleasure of being joined by Ben Acker. Ben is an extremely talented comedian and writer who has written comics for Wolverine, Deadpool, Flash Gordon, plus a heaping handful of Star Wars comics, and amongst what seems like hundreds of other comics as well. Correct me down the line here, Ben. But um, I would never. Pardon me? I would never. Never. Oh, of course show. not. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what a showman. Let's call, it, let's call it tons of comics. Tons of comics. A whole tons <laughs> of fun. Uh, Ryan and I correct Pat all the time, so we'll, that's, we'll, that's why yeah. they're here. Essentially, we'll it. just be me just rambling <laughs> into a microphone. Otherwise, but uh, which pretty much is. Um, but uh, yes, so he and his writing partner Ben Blacker are also co-creators of the extremely popular old-time radio show meets modern entertainment uh, entitled Thrilling Adventure Hour. And if that isn't enough to keep him busy. Ben and Ben are the authors of the young adult novel trilogy, Join the Resistance, along with contributing to the very first installment of the anthology, From a Certain Point of View. I'm exhausted just from reading all of that, but uh, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, how, how's life over in LA for you? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here, long time, first time. And <laughs> life in LA could, uh, you know, we're, we're coming out of, the uh, the the everything the the covid apocalypse mm-hmm. that we still see the whole yeah and you know the the general you know upheaval going on in america uh yeah Fair and enough. i feel like you know hollywood is coming back online uh i've gone from waiting to hear about waiting to hear back to waiting to hear okay um, progress right it's uh and it's a beautiful day outside it's a little chilly um, mm. I'm two vaccines in out of two. I'm waiting for the antibodies. They come next week and, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. we'll see what's, what's still around outside. Um, I'm good. <laughs> Hollywood, LA, California, America is, is doing okay. All things considered. Right. It's, it, it's, that it's the big asterisk that you have to use. That's the bar these days though. Question for the past year. All things, all things considered. Yeah. You know, no I should be wearing my LA Kings hat. I, I, That's I, right. We live royalty. 
yes. walks around among us and they love us to our <laughs> We live, it. we all live just outside of Toronto. Um, but I'm a huge LA Kings fan from like the 90s when Wayne Gretzky played there. So I should have worn my LA Kings hat today. I'm a big Kids in the Hall fan from the mid 90s. There we go. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And they're, cool. doing, they're doing more. They're back. They're coming back. Are they really? Really? Fully uh, tweeted. He's on his way to Canada last week, I want to say, to shoot more kids in the hall. Is, is, do wow. you know if Lauren Michaels is producing again? I don't know. I think it is. I, do, I, do, I have no idea. Uh, oh, that's cool, though. But I think that is it's very an Amazon cool. or a Hulu or a Netflix or a, one of those. Um, Gotta love streaming. Yeah, really. Uh, that's the, well, I'll take it anything these days. It's, it's brings everything back now. We're it's great. doing it right yeah. now. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Stream it away. What's the what's the difference ultimately between this conversation and Stranger Things? Uh, a couple of demigorgons, maybe. But, you know, again, we're yeah. arguably. Arguably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we're just getting started, guys. We might get there. Hey, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we just started talking here. We got to at least kind of butter the audience up a little bit first before if we. The, if the screen all of a sudden flips upside down. Right. You know, we're in trouble. Mm, nice there we nice. go. There it is. That guy's seen that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nerd. I love it. Uh, our, Whoa. So, Are we throwing that around on this? Hey, look. This hey. You can't see it. Hey. I got the walking dad the shirt walk. on right now. So it's, uh, yeah, you're, that's, that, I think our Can affectionate confirm. term for our fans is you bunch of nerds. I think that's like what we are essentially like. That's, a, that's our mantra. And that's do our, they like it? I've, I've never, I've never. I don't heard know. All, all one of them hasn't really uh, objected yet, so. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Look, I like to reach an audience one at a time. So if this, if this hits one that's person, you know, that's that's one. That's exactly it. That's Whoa. that's how I started with this whole thing as well. What's so. reaching for as we speak? Yeah, my my mom oh, is cheering yes. us on, so that's we got us. that at least. So. <laughs> that's us right now. Present company. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Look, so I love I love the void. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, so let, let's let's start at the start. Let's do that old typical thing, that old song and dance, writing itself. Okay. How did you get involved with yes. it? How did you get started in it? Like, what what was what was young Ben Acker like, and what got him into writing in the first place? I'll tell you this: uh, we've teed it up. When I was in high school, I wanted to grow up to be a kid in the hall. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like in drama class. That was this the stuff we do if we if we could get away with it uh i had a friend mm-hmm. and we wrote stuff together then for like we wrote comics and we wrote skits and like if we could do um, a dumb little video project instead of science class we would we would do that instead of a science thing in science class we'd do that and then high and then in college i went to syracuse which had a film program that i got into and realized that that was my lane i met my writing partner ben blacker in that in that uh, in Syracuse's film program in the 90s. And then he finished school at Emerson where they taught him how to write TV. And I had moved out to LA and had the opportunity to try and write TV and didn't know how. So we teamed up and it was great. And there was no turning back. There was some turning back, but we ignored it. And um, <laughs> we ended up writing for want of TV wanting us our own thing, which was the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Um, and that was a good 10 years, monthly show. Um, five of it podcast, and then 11th year kind of on and off, and now we're, we're doing it every once in a while. We're doing one tomorrow, streaming on the Zoom. Um, we'll be rehearsing for it later. I'm very excited. It's going to be a good one. Awesome. Who's, nice. uh, who's, on, who's on this upcoming episode? On this upcoming, if, if you can it release is, it, if you can say that. I can, I can because it is... Uh, the people that you know. We have a limited um, guest capacity in the Zoom thing because it feels like it's a hang, like it feels like it's mm. the core cast kind of a thing. So we're we're actively serving that cast. And if there's room, we'll bring in a guest star or maybe two. But this one, like, is it's an all play. It's a family style. It's uh, it's the whole cast. There's no guest stars. Cool. Uh, mm. Because mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't want them this time. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> it's um yeah everybody's really well served and that's part of the fun of of these zoom things for sure and I, i'd imagine like after everything that's been going on over the past however many months now uh you, you just want that sense of being around those people that are like what made it in the first place you want to get that kind of that bond back and be like 
It's like seeing your friend that went away to college for a year and then they come back and well, like pre-social media and all that maybe, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but just like. It's totally that. And it's, it's making sure that everybody gets stuff to do because they all, you know, the gang loves each other and to be able to make sure that everybody gets to play with everybody feels like, um, what, what the thing's about, like at its core. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and, and it comes through in all of your productions. It's just like oh, you, you just play off of each other so amazingly. But in that old time radio style, that's just like, uh, I love it. Uh, if you've not heard well, it, anybody out there, thrillingadventurehour.com, <laughs> podcast it, YouTube it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that's and look, it's, all we're fun. doing old time radio the way it was meant to be done on Zoom. On Zoom, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> With the modern. Ben, do, do you have, um, you've, do you have like a favorite medium that you like to write for? Because you have like a lot of experience with like dif- different mediums, which are all different, but then unique. And, you know, is there one you particularly love writing for? Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, writing our show is is the strongest muscle memory kind of a thing. Like it's uh, not having to write stage directions mm. is I mean, like every I love I love TV. TV is the best. Um, I love whatever I'm writing currently. That's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of just like from thought to percolating to fingers to typing to putting it in the world, nothing beats pretend radio. Uh, yeah. Just in terms of like uh, having written comics, right? You have to. Yeah. You have to know like the story and then the pages and then the panels and then. Uh, by the time that you're like writing what people think of as writing, which is like what characters do and say, the mm-hmm. whole thing's kind of blocked out and outlined and it's, it's, a, it's its own discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's compelling in its own ways, but like it's, it's degrees harder than they can yeah. only see and hear. It sounds very three dimensional or four dimensional. Mm-hmm. Even you have to consider all of these different aspects and points of view, and and like mm-hmm. uh, then and you're and and you're communicating with an artist. Like yeah. a, a comic script is a letter from the writer to the artist, right? Huh. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and so it's there is there's kind of a form to it. There's kind of a format, in like page and panel, but it's it, it is writing to communicate to someone else what you're getting at as opposed to like writing the thing, you know? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. books. Oh my God, guys, have you ever written a book? I, it's the hardest. <laughs> I tried well. for like a day. And it's like, it's, it's like going from like, um, I didn't want to read con- them. Right. They're super, <laughs> there's just a lot going on and you can do anything, right? Like you're not limited to like, yeah. here. like a character can see a thing and then you can go back 30 years like uh, you're John Irving or someone. Yeah. Um, it's it's like going from playing a, a kazoo to a, a million string guitar. Yeah, there's too much. There's too much freedom. It's too, too much freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's like analysis paralysis where you just get like, okay, I got to examine this point of view, but then how's that person going to react? I better make a note about that. Like I, I started making notes for an actual story that I had in my head, and mm-hmm. like by the time I was like, I, I was probably no joke fifty pages in with just notes as opposed to like an actual like he woke up and this is how our day went like it was just background notes kind of thing but i i felt burnt out by the time i was done the notes and oh. lost a lot of the energy for it so i have just attempting that process so much respect for for writers who have actually produced something and and produced it well as well so uh, kudos to you my man it's uh it's a process holy smokes it's it's literally probably one of the hardest things you you could ever have to do is writing people take it for granted but it's definitely it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's super hard. I've never, I've never been a fireman, but <laughs> I will say here on this podcast, for the record, writing is harder and more heroic. I am a fireman, and yeah, it is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> volunteer, volunteer, firefighter. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to volunteer not to go in that yeah, part. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take the hey, next one, guys. You, you write all you want. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take the fires. You guys can around. write. Let it come around. I uh, I just I just want to make sure that people know that uh, you're you're the real heroes. You the writers? That I th- no, that, you the writers no, are. That I, I'm, tur- <laughs> I'm turning it back around. I'm making sure. Certainly, uh, certainly. The above reproach on this. What, yeah. what about the people who treat the firefighters? 
like uh, like me oh treat them yeah like okay so uh yeah uh well andy you you explain what maybe what that means because you are an actual not psychologist i'm just i'm just teasing about the the real heroes because definitely the first responders are the real heroes but i i I work as a therapist in a treatment program residential treatment program where we treat military and first responders so okay okay guys okay i went to school I have a degree in drama, and now I work in marketing and PR. So clearly, we, I'm the okay, hero. We got all of our resumes. Right? Great. Right? Okay. Uh, look, it's important to know who in a podcast is the real heroes and who's yeah. the, the for real heroes. You wouldn't even know firefighters were a thing unless someone decided to make the fire truck red, right? That was a marketing decision. Right. It's, a t- it's, good. it's great branding. Whoever read the fire truck. It's just attention yeah. grabbing, real, uh, you know, divas. The, the lights. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, Dalmatian. The Dalmatians. Yep. This this is a Rain Wilson Dwight Schrute monologue from the office <laughs> on the uh, the real hero. He's like the one that wakes up every morning, gets a, a distress call from the commissioner, and puts on his cape and rips open his shirt and flies away fighting bad guys. Also, hero from heroes. <laughs> <laughs> God. The on. only one on that show who wasn't boohoo. I can fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they uh, never mind. I was gonna say they filmed a bit of that at our in Kitchener, but whatever. All right, <laughs> it's a very Canadian thing. Uh, should we start the podcast? Yeah, I was gonna say I'll hit record. Oh, we have been recording. Sweet. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Content is king, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay. Well, let's circle it back a little bit more. We've we've got some writing history behind you. Let's talk about sure. your Star Wars history. Like, when did you first watch Star Wars? Were you a fan before you got your shoe in the door for for writing for of it? Of course. How dare you, of course. <laughs> I, like, one of my first memories in this life is getting the Darth Vader action figure and with my father and using a pay telephone to call my mother to tell her we were going to McDonald's for lunch. And not only that, that I was... My father was letting me bring the action figure into McDonald's what? with me. Not in the that's, ball that's pit, a big though. Step. That's a big step. No, it wasn't one... Look, <laughs> I come from a simple suburb... We didn't have a ball pit McDonald's. Uh, this wasn't a, a Chuck E. Cheeses. Uh, a high no, brow establishment. I, I, uh, I, have you I feel like I must have seen the original Star Wars on tape. And then I don't... I, I feel like maybe Star Wars and Empire on tape and then Return of the Jedi in theaters. Because that, that tracks age-wise. Um... But I know that I was a devotee. Mm. Um, they were, yeah, they were totally my shit. I had <laughs> the holy trinity of toys growing up was Star Wars, no, Star Wars, He-Man, and Transformers. Yes, so oh, wow. I'd fight all those guys, and I had the Darth Vader head that you'd keep your yeah. toys in the big. Oh yeah, yeah the, uh, the the briefcase yeah. style, mm-hmm. kind of the, the Kenner. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, did your organizer. did your Darth Vader have the the lightsaber in his arm that extended out? I no, no, he oh, didn't. Okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. And my fancy friend Robert Ragsdale had an at at and a Millennium Falcon, but I didn't have either of those. Oh, I got those on my editing yeah. desk, right? So I have my little booth here. But uh, well, no, the nice. the the snow speeder, sorry, and the Millennium Falcon. Those are those are my two. Cool. But uh, yeah, I so, think I had a land speeder. That was pretty nice. Okay, speaking of land speeders, I I, I think you're yes. familiar with uh, uh, he's been on Thrilling Adventure Hour before. Eric Bowser, oh yeah, Canadian boy. Mm-hmm. His son, Canada's own Eric Bowser. Canada's own Bugs His Bunny, son. absolutely a, a hero of mine. I'm a, I, I do voice acting, but like corporate narration, so not Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, so I I I love yeah, Eric. Yeah. Huge fan of his stuff. Follow him on Instagram, and he shows off his son, who I think is like th- four or five, maybe. And he has mm-hmm. like a Power Wheels land speeder, and I've never been more jealous uh, of a toy in my life than a land speeder uh, Power cool. Wheels toy. Oh, that's amazing! Absolutely amazing. Um, but, do, you, do you want a sidebar and have an Eric Bowser is great story? I do. I I, I was wearing yes, his please. Retro Kid shirt yesterday. I, nice. Yeah. Uh, so I'm talking to Eric about Woody Woodpecker because <laughs> he's gonna do. He did. He recorded uh, Woodrow. Woody Wilson, one of the characters in one of our sketches, naturally, uh, and that we had as a Woody Woodpecker <laughs> voice. And he was saying, he was recording, he was saying, you, the way they used to do it, the way that they usually do a Woody Woodpecker is that the voice actor records 
it in a certain um, register and then they, they pitch in a certain pitch and then they pitch okay, it up in post Yeah, is how it works. And he's like, but let me save you the trouble and I'll just pitch shift it myself. And we talked about how it is a skill of voice actors and he being one of the top ones that exist uh, all time can just do that pitch shifting. And he started telling me about how, like, if you look at Tweety Bird and so, no, Sylvester and Daffy Duck is the same voice pitch shifted. And he was talking about Mel Blanc and he asked me, have you ever heard, is digressive story, but it was a digressive conversation, but he said, have you heard uh, the story of how Mel Blanc came up with Porky Pig? And he, and he related this story. But the thing, the reason I bring this up, the reason that he is uh, amazing beyond what we all know is conversationally, he tells a story about Mel Blanc telling a story on Letterman and in doing, Eric Bauza has a resting Mel Blanc voice. Wow. That he just, like, no one will ever be like, do your resting Mel Blanc for a session. So Yeah, everyone's I mean, like, like, do Bugs Bunny, is, do everyone else, but not Mel Blanc. Other than to tell a story and, and have that. Th- and it was, it was just, it felt like a, um, uh, uh, a command performance <laughs> of like yeah. the most subtle thing in the in the world is this guy who obviously can do Bugs Bunny, but like for his friends in this setting, here's it was just it, was, it felt like I was given a great gift. Honestly, that was oh, absolutely incredible. Oh, just yeah. Uh, yeah. When when Eric started getting a lot of the attention over getting cast as Bugs Bunny for Space Jam, and he'd been Bugs Bunny for like two or three years already. And because I'd followed mm-hmm. him for a while, I kind of thought everybody already knew that this Canadian guy was, you know, Bugs Bunny and all of these awesome Warner Brother and uh, Disney characters that he he is. And so, I think one of the conversations he was doing was talking about Mel Blanc. And how impressive it was that he could do a Bugs Bunny voice impersonating Daffy Duck while Daffy Duck did a Bugs Bunny impersonation and they were having a back and forth conversation. And he started Amazing. doing it. I was like, like, yeah, you, 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 it's, there's, there's levels to this game. And there's just like, he is like, yeah, he's, he's, like everyone can do he's like got the game genie a turned on to, or like a word of a character. Mm-hmm. But like th- that level is like, is, like, that's why it's the best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, yeah, so that'll do it for our Eric Bowser podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I could go on about it for days. That guy's awesome. Um, but uh, so yeah, Star Wars. You you had the toys. You saw Jedi in theaters. Um, yes. What were uh, I guess? What were your initial thoughts of the prequel trilogy? Um, I think we're all of a generation that grew up with prequels in theaters and kind of met a little bit of that initial resistance and hesitation and maybe not so much love for it as maybe this generation has, but I want to know what, what your original thoughts were and have they changed about the prequels well, in general? Most I'll, imp- t- I'll tell you this, the, the, they re-released the originals uh, right before the trilogy, the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was in London, England studying for a semester over there. I believe that's how it's pronounced. And uh, I remember <laughs> seeing, um, a presenter talking about getting to see that Star Wars re-release early, like a special screening. And he was so excited by it. He said uh, that I felt like jumping up and cheering, but then I remembered I am English and we don't mm. do that. And so with like that as the the like immediate predecessor to my going to back back in America seeing these prequels the the first one the trailer was so um, uh, like epic right yeah and the the excitement level was huge and the idea that like we were gonna get a group of people and go to a crowded theater and see this thing and have this communal experience and like oh it's gonna be great and then it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't great <laughs> and then my friend uh, who I went and saw it with a couple of days later picked me up uh, He's like, I'm going to run some errands. Do you want to come? We'll hang out and we'll, you know, do the thing that people in their early 20s have the, the leisure to do, which is nothing all day. Absolutely. And, and so I got in his car and he said, you know, I've been thinking about it and I don't think that movie was so bad. And I said, are you kidding? And I began 
a montage that lasted for as long as our errands did. <laughs> my dissatisfaction with the experience of seeing the movie, uh, which is nobody's fault, let's say. And um, at the end of it, when he dropped me back and I exhaled, I had purged it from my system and never have to live in this again. So let me just say that I see that it did, that people like it um, and good for them and good for it. Um, we put a Gunganism in as a joke in the first book. That's what's going to Which meant that we had to, <laughs> <laughs> we had to pay off in the third <laughs> book. And it's really hard to write for a Gungan. Yeah. It's really like it feels like you're doing you're 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 close to a dangerous stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tightrope. It is a tightrope. Tightrope. It, it, it beca- the cheat became uh, writing about what he said rather than having him say it. Rather than putting dialogue in the character's mouth, it's a memory of another character. Or, oh, so nice. It, 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 mm, it became smart. like let's. Let's save the the actual like lines from the gun for stuff that feels safe and okay. <laughs> In effect, yeah, that's mm-hmm. job well done. Job well done. But now, I'm, I'm at best the nicest guy in the world, and talented mm-hmm. for miles. So much, so mm-hmm. much, He's so good. I, I mean, like, yeah, all this to say, no disrespect to Ahmed. Like, yeah, he he and, did and what exactly what he was told, and he did it. He crushed it. It doesn't matter who played. I, I have been very, um, well, not famous, but vocal on this podcast since we've been doing it about my displeasure of Jar Jar Bink, Binks and my thoughts for Jar Jar Binks reappearing in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and coming to a very uh, gruesome death. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the like all my best, no disrespect, like anyone who would have played that character and been told to play that character would have been met with the same like. The two disgruntled approach. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It, it was a joke that did not pay off. I think, or something for the kids that that George apparently wanted and yeah. hadn't said. But uh, I, I, it was a lot of tone problems and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a whoopsie daisy, I think. But uh, well, you, you, you have like Jar Jar, which is for the kids, but then you have this really complex political <laughs> drama happening. Like, okay, we're gonna have Jar Jar, who's for children, but let's talk about you know like votes of no confidence yeah. and all this other stuff. That's that's for mom and dad. Yeah, let's get everyone <laughs> Moms involved. Moms and dads love galactic tax code. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love Ahmed's line in your. It, it was the thrilling adventure hours, um, Star Wars, Star Wars bonanza. There's a line that Ahmed says in it, saying, "Oh, it's been all green lights for me since 1997." <laughs> 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 I just, I, I, oh my god! The guy, oh, so that com- that that night was a, a, a thrill. It looked no, fun. It looked no, fun for no what I see. Yeah, yeah. No, it looked like a good time for sure. And and I like. As far I won't give away any spoilers for the resistance. I've not finished it all yet. I'm about two third, a third and a bit of the way through the second one. I'm crushing the audiobook Ooh. of it right now, wrapped in it. Audiobook. The first, yeah. the first, uh, sorry, the first book. But I finished that. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, no spoilers. But I will say this. Klimo. I, I know what happened. You know, you've been there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not going to spoil it for me. I, I, I know what happened. Yeah. And yeah. Our, our other listener, I'm sure, is uh, is probably read it too. Um, I'll just take my headphones off. There you go. There you go. It, this isn't a spoiler at all, but I will say this. The way that you wrote yes. the character Klimo, the, the um, uh, Rodian, mm-hmm. that and that kind of arc and that kind of like what would happen, like what... Klimo's whole jam mm-hmm. should have been what Jar Jar was in episode one. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. Yeah, like, I, and I don't mean that in, in being like, let's let's give something to mm-hmm. hate. I mean, like, like that style of character. That was a joke that like paid off essentially, like a, a bit of comedic relief that actually had some like merit to it and like some faith in it. So, uh, like it. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but I really want to swear at you at the same time. It's just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, right. I'm very, very enthralled in it. So listeners out there, 
listener out there, whatever, um, go check out the the Join the Resistance trilogy entirely, and you'll get what I'm talking about. But Klimo, the Rodian, should have been what what Jar Jar was. Like there should like, have been something similar in that. Like that that would have redeemed that whole. It could have been a lot better that Jar Jar character kind of thing. But anyways, yeah, the second the second book was written. Um, right as Trump was inaugurated, so if it feels like more of a mm. harrowing book, yeah, 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 that's so, that's some why that's that's some why. <laughs> okay, okay, um, but the but the third one, yeah, and also you know there's the tradition of the empire that says like let's put everybody up a tree and throw rocks, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh. I'm just saying, keep going. Read that. Read that third one. I know. I know. I know. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not, not you. Not you. I'm just saying to the listener. Everyone in general needs to. They're they're so fun. There's so many little callbacks and tiebacks and like, and just little fun new things as well. And I guess that's a good little segue into uh, uh, the next part. Writing for Star Wars. What the hell is that like? Do you have like a? Do you have to write like a sentence? Get it cleared by, or how much license are you given? Walk, walk us through it. I'm so curious. So what happened was, what happened was, uh, our friend, uh, I think it was, I think it was Greg Rucka, uh, Greg Rucka, a writer of some acclaim, who was responsible for, um, GCPD. Uh, okay. That, yeah. That oh, great, okay. That great Batman book. Yeah. Said that his. Uh, old editor from those days was now working at Marvel. Uh, I'm sorry, at uh, at Star Wars, cool uh, publishing, and wanted to get in touch with us about writing something. So was it okay to pass along? Uh, it, it could have been Brubaker. I feel terrible about uh, not having the names at the tip of my tongue, but could he put in, in touch with us to write some Star Wars? And they had this idea for um, internally a book about. What was his name? Greg Grumberg's character, Snaps Wexley. Yes, they had an idea for a book about Snaps Wexley, and the the internal conversations they were having in the publishing office was the touchstones were the Tick and Sparks in the Bottom Marshall on Mars part of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and somebody had the idea that was well, why don't we see if those Thrilling Adventure Hour guys would want to write this? And so they they reached out because they knew he knew us. We got on the phone. Uh, he pitched us the book, uh, said, are you interested? I remember vividly saying, um, one of us said, our, my memories and his blur together, my writing partner, that's the way it goes. One of us said, do we have to pretend to, do we have to get off the phone and pretend to talk about it? Or can we just say, yes? <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Like, do we, how much hardball are we supposed to play here? What, right? What's, what's like, appropriate? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we want to play Star Wars twice? Yeah, <laughs> and, and so they, like mm, I don't know, right? So they spent they spent a while chasing down JJ because he had to approve things, and because Snaps Wexley was his creation, uh, poof, I maybe have signed an NBA. Um, anyway, long story. I can edit short, out whatever you want. <laughs> long story short, it wasn't going to work. Uh, because uh, through nobody's fault, through only because JJ was um, busy making the movie Star Wars. Yeah. Um, mm. And so the uh, the editor said, um, "Hey, why don't we? Here's the other idea. What if we do Goonies in space, and it's the kids who want to fly the X-wings, and yes. that way we we can just say yes right now. Um, we don't have to get permission if we make up all new characters. So we were like, yeah, okay, let's." Yes, Goonies and yes. That's exactly what do I... Have to pre- do we have to pretend to have a... Com- yeah, we <laughs> want to do that. We want to do that. Um, and so they flew us up. They made us sign these NDAs, as I recall. They're not important. And um, they showed us the... Stor- the, um, the uh, What do you call The PowerPoint presentation version of uh, that movie, that Star Wars movie that Jay mm. was doing. They, uh, they, they showed us like some uh, storyboards, some shots from the thing, nothing moving. And then they got to a certain point and they were like, and then there's a Star Wars. You don't have to worry about it. It's not going <laughs> to worry about book. it. 
no, it was the best way to watch that movie is to know that it's going to be good and still be able to be surprised when you go to the good call, good one call. Month, one month later and see it. Mm-hmm. I remember we met the story group or three people in the story group. We were allowed to ask questions. Um, I remember the high road that was taken when I referred to the plural of them as Jedis. Uh, I imagine that if that's your everyday bread and butter. When someone says Jedi's, you just want to ruin them. And the high <laughs> road was taken because the guy was like, he just worked Jedi as the plural of Jedi into a sentence mm-hmm. as if like, as if I had said the right thing. Like it was just mm-hmm. uh, as Canadians who relate to this unerringly polite. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. You know, and, as we um, do. I know. Right. And uh, we asked what kind of, well, I remember the question we asked was what kind of alien is Yoda? Nice. Being told nobody knows. (laughs) We're still working on it. And and saying, well, then we're going to land on it in our book. And then the worried look of the three story group people. (laughs) Eyeballs just. It was like, we're not, they're not, they're not going to do that. They're not going (laughs) to do that. Uh, And they were right. We did not not do that. Um, (laughs) But it was a good, it was a good hang. And then they basically, they let us like, pitch them stuff and the way that it works with um with the story group is that they see everything as you may know they see everything that's coming through from every thing so their concerns were less like somebody wouldn't do that somebody wouldn't say that and more like we're gonna have a wookie in jail uh in a thing coming up so instead of a Wookiee in your prison sequence, what if you do this kind of creature, which is whatever we ended up with, which you see at the beginning of Rogue One, the abominable snowman type alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Right? So we were like, yeah, okay. Sure. Right. We're writing for Star Wars, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're, they're your toys, boss. Like, yeah. It was it was real, cool. like, hands-offy. It was real... Um, Go ahead and invent and and for the the bump story where that felt like not as canonical as you'd think they let it like i was like they're not going to let us create the canon that's that stormtroopers all have video <laughs> cameras and audio recorders in their helmets that seems big and their concern was more if they left this planet at this time how do they get back to the death star because the millennium falcon's faster figuring out the logistics right. of it yeah 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 and it was like, well, they do. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. And they're like, no, it, you have to like put in the two. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You don't know the type then of nerds we deal with. This matters. Well, we need to explain me, this. The thought was like, wouldn't that be fun for the nerds to like argue about? Yeah. And figure out, yeah. But like that was important to them, and so it's important to me, you know. Um, so we put in the sentence like one of them needed had sun poisoning, needed to go back, so they like. They went back. They went off early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like, okay. If that means, like, uh, wh- sure. 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 I, she ordered it. And you don't, and you don't care that, that we're saying that they can record things with their helmets. Cause that feels really big to me. Yeah. But, That's like, no. Was there any, was there anything else that you really wanted to include? And they said, no, no, no. And then he pulled um, out a lightsaber and just started hacking. But I, I think there might have been more explicit, like, when we were plotting out the characters in the first place, it was like, what was it? Uh, Mississippi Luke Skywalker, uh, gay Han Solo, and his robot brother, <laughs> Hannah from Skins, and Posh Spice were, like, swirling around. And yeah. I think that they they were like they were they were sensitive about gay Han Solo. Huh. Mm. Yeah, not yeah. sensitive, but like you know, just make sure that implicit, not explicit, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. But uh well it, I hope I'm allowed to say all this. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Hey. It's, we're well, we, sure, we, t- guys, we take that little push. box on our on our uh explicit podcast. Notification guy thinks we're swearing. Oh no, not on your podcast because of NDAs. Oh, NDAs. Oh, yes. that's too. Yeah, <laughs> those, those those don't hold up in court. Yeah, exactly. Those are just 
Right. I mean, like, I guess the books are out. That's all the information. Yeah. That's, yeah. That that's what they're about. Yeah, yeah. So I hope, I hope that they're like, don't leak the stuff in the book as opposed to like, don't talk about the process. Talk about it. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm sure that's what that means. Certainly. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your listenership is one guy and 300 lawyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just all, all Disney's At lawyers. Least like the, the hounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, but uh, yeah. So, and then they, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and then the, uh, it was really hard and really fun and we got to do i got to go to the north texas teen book festival for the release of the first book cool which was just the um just one of the best things i've ever done in my life was walking into this thing with another star wars writer who said uh do you know what this what this festival is he said i i i haven't i i don't know i assume it is like comic-con and he said no 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 this isn't the North Teen North Texas Teen Book Festival. This is the North Texas Teen Book Festival. These are kids who love reading so much that they're bussing in about it. This is two months into Trump. And to have like Texas kids all come because they love to read and they love books and they love stories mm-hmm. was really moving to me. It was really like my heart grew three sizes, you know. Wow. And to be able to to sit next to R.L. Stein and sign 100 Please. copies of the book that oh, they had sent, cool. uh, to write, to inscribe in 100 books for 100 kids in Texas in what 2016, uh, Resist, felt Boom. just still feels powerful to me. Wow. You know? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Well, just, the, and like you said, the, the whole camaraderie aspect behind your books that I'm reading so far in Join the Resistance, it's just like, like I have to know what what's what's happening to these kids. Like what? How does this end? Now that I've started, it's a, like it's one of the characters' parents. Uh, one of the characters in this resistance, his parents are with the Empire. Yep. And it it wasn't meaning. It wasn't like it's not that it wasn't meaningful, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like part of a greater meaning when we wrote it. But by the time it came out, it was a librarian who had read an early edition of the book without tweeting details talked about how grateful she was to be able to have this book to give to kids who might disagree with their parents in a certain way in the country at the time and it was like yeah like, no kidding i know exactly who you're talking about in the story there yeah yeah it's yeah it, like it, it, it i don't know it, it, it with with writing things for this audience comes great responsibility boom mm. nailed it Absolutely nailed it there. Um, yeah, and to tie well to tie in that character in particular, like with the original trilogy as well, and and their mm-hmm. lineage and that. Like I saw the name and I was like, I know that name, and so I Wikipedia mm-hmm. it right away. And I was like, Oh, it's that person! Oh, sweet. But then right. it gets into a more expanded storyline about how how that guy's kids are part of the first resistance and how it's like this yeah. kid that's now in it now is again a part of something that that he doesn't necessarily believe in so it's it's a great 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 story and i i'm, I'm very excited to keep going with it so it's uh it, it's carried th- me through a couple uh a couple of good stints on the exercise bike and uh um i think i should uh you know my heart will be a few sizes bigger as well by the end of it just from all the <laughs> cardio work i'm getting listening to these uh these great stories so it's right uh it's it's a yeah, great, great, great set of stories for sure. Join the resistance. And you. if you're in like Audible or audiobook.com, this isn't a plug. We're not paid for anything of uh, anything like this. The audiobook counts as one credit. It's all one big, long trilogy, which is, right. you know, it's, it's, it's so accessible. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. It's, it's absolutely awesome for sure. Um, absolutely love it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I feel like anything else that I ask you right now is just going to be riddled with it for uh, the stories itself. Um, uh, what are you most excited for? And st- uh, what, what are your thoughts on Star Wars these days? Like, uh, have you been, I'm guessing you're watching The Mandalorian. You're <laughs> ever, no, you haven't no, been? No. No? I haven't been. I, uh, I'm fussy about space westerns. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would, I would say the Mandalorian is 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 fairly top tier for in 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 that regard in terms of references, yeah, and and, and pulls back you know like Kurosawa and it's really well put together. I think 
Fabs and Filoni know their stuff. So yeah, I, I would say even, even the most critical people, I think, have enjoyed it. Right on. I'll check it out. Not that I have to, but that's not that I have to sell it to you. Like, it's, <laughs> just he's doing okay. I was waiting for one person to tell me. You were waiting for yeah. me. I know. What <laughs> does Brian someday, think? I'll be on a podcast or walking down the street, and someone will be like, you yeah. should watch it. And I'll be like, okay. Uh, I like a lot of the Star Wars stuff that's going on. I like, um, you know, I liked a lot of the, se- what do they call them? Sequels? The, the parts 7, 8, 9? Yes, that is the sequels. That's, mm-hmm. that's a, a point of contention that we've had on here as well. I keep mixing up the sequels, prequels wordage, yeah. but yes. The sque- I like the squeakles. The squeakles. I like Chipmunks a lot of squeakles. parts of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm very pro, like, I don't know. It's, I got good things to say about Star Wars. I try and only say good things about Star Wars. You're part of the um, family now, so yeah. You're, you're part of the family. You, and because I, I genuinely like things, and I, I prefer to, like like on things than hate on things absolutely uh, and find the things to like and there's there's plenty to like in star wars this <laughs> it feels like yeah. i'm talking around like a, a terrible family member <laughs> that you tolerate but no so much to like about them. Star wars. i love the star wars i love that they're still doing star wars i love that they're <laughs> doing more star wars i hope ryan johnson does more star wars i hope that there's a knives out star wars crossover uh i love knives <laughs> out um, knives out is amazing yeah that was a great, right. great movie. Did you see the day that someone was taking the, um, was it the Red Room battle with uh, Ray and Kylo and, and the Red Soldiers and on Twitter, and they just kept putting different songs, different contemporary songs over? Oh, no, no that's cool. Oh, God. I had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Perfect enough. <laughs> Amazing. Changed it completely. <laughs> Everything works. Everything works. I'm going to YouTube that, that immediately. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, uh, uh, I, yeah, I agree. There's, you know, the prequels kind of, it's a soft spot for a lot of people for sure. Just in that people build up their own expectations and it's so subjective as to what they feel that they're entitled. This story that someone mm-hmm. else put all the work into and all the effort into and everything else doing to it. And it's just kind of like, oh, it's not what I expected. So now I'm mad and just like, well, do you want to, do you want to hear my most controversial take? Yes. Mm-hmm. of all of Star Wars is it would have been better if R2-D2 had lines to say. Oh. oh. If Luke was like, yeah. this swamp is terrible, and instead of beeping and booping that he interprets, there's a guy going, yeah, and I shouldn't probably get wet because I'm a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, well, I, I, we've read somewhere at one time that R2-D2 initially was supposed to be like a foul-mouthed used car salesman or something oh, when it was in the initial draft. When, when we did the comics, we got to read redacted um, Last Jedi script. And the stage directions are full of like, here's what R2's really saying. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. He extends the finger. And he is. And he is a foul-mouthed little, little gentleman. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, I can just picture like Kenny Baker and they're reading the lines to get like yeah. the movements just correctly, but just cussing away as he's in there as well. I, know. I, I basically waited Luke. all through Star Wars for R2 just to have like one set of lines, which is just telling C-3PO where he can shove it and to like get over yeah. himself. I just like... He can talk. I was just waiting for it. It's like Jay and Silent Bob and uh, uh, <laughs> when Bob finally yeah. just goes, shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> Any silent character yep. is a Chekhov's gun of conversation. Oh, beautiful. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Nice reference. Awesome. Well, well, we've hogged so much of your time, Ben, like... Uh, uh, Thank you so much for coming on, man. This is this has been so cool. This has been an absolute pleasure for us, for sure. Learning more about the the inside scoop as to what it's actually like. It? You did it. Did I, you did right. it, and you did a good job. All right, I, I feel like I hogged the floor, and there were questions that I. Oh yeah, no. Oh no. Any, any questions? No. All right. The, you, we 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 asked like basic questions to get us through, and then I know for me, like doing this podcast and getting it started, like. I just want to soak up information. Right on. Like, I'm just happy to sit and listen. Cool, cool. Maybe like, maybe like five years, I'll like want to talk more. (laughs) (laughs) But like right now, I'm just like a sponge to like listen to perspective and for people that are involved because it's just, it's very, it's fascinating. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not fishing. I'm just making sure that you get 
get what you want. This is yeah. Well, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, this is this is or mead or however you want to put. It. Great. All right. Let's, we do we do i'm a <laughs> very very lazy editor so i uh yeah i include a lot of waffle um but uh yeah no this this has been absolutely awesome ben again from someone who's actually been there and and your own perspective on it and just how much like like it, it it comes through how much heart you have into it and how much like positivity you're infusing into it and what kind of message you're trying to send to it and it it, it comes through in the actual text itself although i'm listening to someone else read it it's uh i'm an auditory learner anyway so it's there there's such good stories to join the resistance it's uh i know what's branded as young adult it's it's colon join the resistance colon escape from the thing (laughs) no more colon yeah (laughs) we have more colons than anybody (laughs) they blew the colon budget on our book (laughs) yeah you you (laughs) cleanse the colons all of them there for sure uh but yeah i can't recommend it higher enough um to to everybody out there you have no excuse not to go check it out um yeah go read them there's so much fun and uh yeah like i said there's so much little things that you learn like like a symbiotic species with a sarlacc. You get to learn about oh that. Oh my god. That was, that was so much like that was so much fun to come up with that. Oh, geez, right. Yeah. Mm. I felt like uh, like I I've had this idea before where there needs to be like a David Attenborough narrated version mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe with all of just There's the species all the creatures. That are out there. And and what mm. you did and what you created and how you made this this essentially, I'll give this away. It's not really much of a giveaway. There's a world that was taken back from this gangster group led by a hut and there was like a big game reserve or a big zoo that was there and now it's so this was my first analogy of join the resistance that i've i've listened to so far is that it's star wars meets goonies meets jurassic park lost world in like a kind of jailbreak format kind of thing now do you know what that was based on no Escobar's hippos. No way! Oh. Like what? You know, you you know that story that Escobar yep. had the, these yep. wild animals, and when he was deposed, they just left the animals free. there. Yep. And now it's it, they've got wild animals, and we were like, what if there's an Escobar hut that just had was an exotic animals trainer trader who provided huts with their weird little shoulder yeah, like the rancors and, and the and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, rancors and all that. And so, uh, and and he's. He or she, I can't remember, is gone, and all the animals that we could have there are there. Okay, well, but it was it all started with Escobar. Pablo, that's amazing, oh, Senor Medellin. We cool. need a Medellin of uh, of Star <laughs> Wars. Season Get Vinny Chase of, involved uh, in that one Boba too. Fett and his friends. What's that, sorry? Or season three of uh, Mandalorian. There we go. Oh, well, that would be good. Shoot. Oh, okay. So Ben, next time we have you on, th- this is yeah. the warning episode for everybody. Uh, everybody who's listening out there, the next one will be complete spoilers, breaking down, join the resistance and talking about this, the, everything more about it as well. I don't care. Whoa. I want to learn more about it. It's so much fun. Uh, ben, right again, thank you so much for coming on, man. Greatly Amazing. appreciated. Yeah. Where can people find more of your work? My work, um, I, I probably put everything up on Twitter, which is B-N-A-C-K-D-R. Uh, if you want to follow Thrilling Adventure there, it's Thrilling ADV. Um, that's probably where to find me. We're still doing thrillings. There's one tomorrow if this comes out today, which I don't assume it will, but it will still be up on on houseseatslive.com. Houseseatslive.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, your Twitter's yeah. hilarious too, by the way. I, I was oh, reading through a few you. tweets and I, I enjoyed I, it. I, I worry sometimes <laughs> uh, the contrast between a, uh, a young adult writer and the things I tweet, but... Nobody's hey, complained so far. That that's that's how you get popular, right? You gotta be like that that's kind right. of level of you know of of cool that parents find uncool, but the kids find really mm-hmm. cool. So that kind of mm-hmm. you're edgy, man. That's I right. love it. I'm, I'm, an edgy, I'm an edgy man, I'm an edgy man. I'm an edgy man. An edgy man. I like that. Like <laughs> Alright, Ben. <laughs> Before I embarrass right. myself anymore, thank you so much, my man. Greatly appreciated. And uh yeah, you we'll are. we'll see you again soon. All right. Cool, dude. Thanks, Ben. Oh, Ben is the bomb.com. That was so cool. I, uh, I, I feel enlightened as to the Disney process. It's not as, uh, like intense. Maybe it sounded like it was an okay process. He didn't have any visible scars from whipping or like, mm-hmm. like pressure points 
being I mean, pushed he did on say him. He, he had signed an NDA, so who knows? It could That's be more. true. That is true. Those things are powerful. But uh, if, yeah, he he looked and sounded like he was an okay guy. Uh, Andy, mm-hmm. as a um, uh, a therapist, what did you see? Did you see any signs of trauma from Ben? Thinking that like maybe he was being coerced into saying stuff that he shouldn't have as a writer for Disney. I think we asked the appropriate amount of questions, uh, proper questions that elicited appropriate answers. And I know, at the end there, he's like, is that all you got? Give me more. I know. And he, and he I think he, ans- I think he gave us what we wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't think he stepped out of line. No, it was, no, it, was it was super cool. It was interesting to hear, obviously assume like, that there's someone thinking about like how the stories connect and what was going to happen and what's not going to happen. Um, but that was kind of neat to hear that. Like, well, you can't do that. The thing I'm most excited about with all the interviews that we've had, um, like this is our fourth interview, I guess now, yeah, is that everyone we've had on, Maley, Valanche, Thompson, and now Acker, they have all given us more than we've asked for. Totally. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what it's amazing to me and maybe it's like a nerd thing but you talk to these people and like these people have made it in to various levels or, or different levels some different than others but like there's not like they're so willing just to chat and get like he was just so like open and willing to chat and give us information and like be very it's like we've known him a long time and chatting with him and i feel like all of our interviews have been very friendly and collaborative um there's no like arrogance or narcissism there like it's all just mm-hmm. it's yeah. awesome like it's just fascinating yeah. to me well i think it helps too because they're like they're behind the scenes too and they had to like almost like ask to be work on this you know what i mean because they they pursued it themselves right. like they love star wars they want to be a part of it um so i wonder if we if we talked harrison ford which is next week no, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> if he would be, his, or like an actor, you know what I mean? If someone was just like, "Oh, I want a job," or you know, with these yeah. guys, you get the impression that they actually love Star Wars and just want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I don't think Harrison Ford would be very friendly. A what? I think he'd surprise us. I think he'd. He might. I think be he'd show up like at your door, he, like look at really, your front he'd door, be really, Andy. Really, fr- really friendly before we start recording, and then start recording, and then be turn grumpy pants. Yeah, like. Harrison Ford, like I, I feel like Harrison Ford is a character. Mm-hmm. The the interviewee Harrison Ford, the interview of Harrison like Ford is a character, and and yeah, I I I I could see that. I think it's a, a bit of a professional veneer. Yes, um, yes. You know, like 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 that's his stage name, and then at home he's just <laughs> Harry. He's just he's just, <laughs> just Harry. Mister Callista Flockhart. True that. Mrs. Allie, Mr. Allie McBeal himself. Mr. Allie McBeal, absolutely. <laughs> Pilot yes. extraordinaire. Not so much, not so much. That's a low blow. That's a low blow. Okay, um, yeah, that's... Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, everybody, go... Seriously, go check out Join the Resistance. I know it's labeled as a young adult, so if you are an adult, you might be like, eh, it says young. It's, it's good. It is a good story. If you like the Goonies... If you liked those kind of camaraderie stories, you know, it's kind of got like elements of Harry Potter-esque, not so much like the wizards, but more more so like the friendship and the camaraderie and like the joining up to accomplish a goal. It's got so much heart to it. And when I finished the first book, like I can't not finish this series now. I feel compelled mm. to. It's, it's not just like, oh, that was fun. I can set this aside. No, that just can't happen. I need to figure out what happens. Like Star Wars aside, I want to know what happens to these people. And and being able to craft a character that you actually care about, characters that you actually care about, it's uh, it's it's a real, real talent. So um, it, it was really, really cool for me just being able to chat with Ben and say like, hey, that was cool what you did. Tell us about it. And And the fact that, you know, he was a nice guy was just... Mm-hmm. icing on the cake so thank you ben go check out his stuff he's uh him and him and his writing partner ben are uh very very clever people and uh yeah can't can't thank ben enough for yeah. being on the show and we want to thank everybody else for hanging out with us as usual um and despite what we were talking about in the interview i think we have more than one listener so thank you to our more <laughs> than one listeners um 
And as always, uh, please, please, please punch that subscribe button and give us a rating. And also be sure to check out our YouTube channel. It can be found in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody. It really does mean a lot. I know there, I know there are more than one of you. I see that in our numbers. Uh, but yeah, it, it does mean a lot. The fact that people take the time out of their day, out of their commute, out of their exercise music playlist to actually listen to a couple of nerds talk about Star Wars and learn more about this galaxy far, far away. Uh, it, it makes me warm and fuzzy. And so thank you for mm. that. Um, yeah, you can check us. Like a Wookiee. Like a Wookiee. Like a big, fuzzy Wookiee. Or just me. <laughs> or just Brian with his shirt off, which I would also hug. Okay. Pat, <laughs> <laughs> oh. stop sweating so much. Uh, you can Why find you us on Instagram at Good Morning Alderaan. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, yeah, fire us in the DMs or uh, yeah, GM Alderaan at gmail.com. Once again, my name is Pat, and on behalf of my sexy co hosts, Andy and Ryan, I also just want to say thanks for listening and hey, always be a Jedi in the streets and a Sith in the sheets. ASMR. Tickle, 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 tickle. So long, everybody. Gross. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.